And now, broadcasting from their secret hideout, Checkpoint XP presents a show about comic books and superheroes. Robbie Landis, Joe Sloan, The Other Identity. It's a comic. A movie. No, it's a podcast. It's The Other Identity. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the next issue. If you're new here, we are a show about comic culture from the Checkpoint XP cast. Each week at noon Eastern on twitch.tv slash Checkpoint XP, you can catch us live. We talk about the world of comics at large. Now, before we get into today's show, which is going to be super, uh, I'd like to remind all of our listeners that we don't just do comics. Checkpoint XP is is the nation's first syndicated talk show dedicated entirely to esports and gaming. You can find out more over at CheckpointXP.com. Make sure to also follow us on social medias. That's CheckpointXP on Twitter and Facebook and Checkpoint underscore XP on Instagram. From our flagship show to the daily show, we also have low team damage and Overwatch talk show Checkpoint 76 for Bethesda's game Fallout 76 and tons of new content for every type of gamer. So with that out of the way, of course, I I am uh, joined by my co-host here, Joe. How's it going, Joe? It's going good. We actually have a video of, of me this week if you're watching we live, do. which you can always tune in at twitch.tv slash checkpoint XP. And I'm, I'm, I'm pretty excited for this week. We've had to keep putting this episode off because, you know, things have actually happened in the mm-hmm. world of comics. We've yeah. had, um, I, I, we had a delay to Spider-Man. And I bet one you're so to- excited you're seeing stars. Uh, why why are you like this why <laughs> amazing why do you have to be that way awesome Ugh, uh, i was born this way joe great well, so, blame your mom for it. <laughs> so yes we get to talk now about what we've been waiting to talk about for a few weeks now uh which is not new news at all and no. that is the the flaming train wreck that is all star Superman. Now, now, yeah. Joe, you, you you've actually mentioned that, that this is based off of a series of comics, uh, uh, twelve issues. I think you said. Uh, I think it's twelve issues. Uh, so yeah, All Star Superman. Uh, we we talked a while back about how, generally speaking, uh, DC Universe animated movies are very good, and this movie is the reason we have to say generally speaking instead of no, they just are. This this is probably just the just the worst DC movie. Period. I, I yeah see I I mean I would rather sit through Batman versus Superman again than I think uh, All Star Superman yeah but yeah this is based on a uh, a mini series done by Alan Moore I mean prolific superhero writer uh, and Alan Moore was given basically drugs I'm sure he provided his own <laughs> okay, drugs okay okay uh, yeah. Alan Moore was given basically carte blanche to do anything he wanted with Superman to basically make his magnum opus of Superman. And uh, his, uh, if I recall, his one condition was he wanted to be allowed to kill Superman, and and they said, "Okay, go ahead." Um, Have you actually read the uh, All Star Superman comics? Then uh, I've read, I've like, I mean, years ago, I, I flipped, I had the uh, the graphic novel, the trade paperback of it. Okay, uh, and I mean, so we're talking, you know, I probably read it in like. I don't know, like eight years ago. It was not, okay, so not three minutes. Um, it was from, that book was relatively new when I read it. From from what you can recall, though, I mean, did it seem as obviously it probably seemed as insane as what the movie is, but was it as disjointed? Yeah, um, 
Yeah, uh, uh, Lloyd in the chat again at twitch.tv slash checkpoint actually is pointing out it released in 2005 to 2008. Uh, and that sounds about, I mean, I probably read it in like 2010. Um, yeah, I would say yes, it was pretty disjointed even then. I mean, Alan Moore didn't really make any bones about it. He wanted to have everything be canon. Like everything that's happened in Superman, he wanted to be canon in this story. And I mean, that's, you know, at this point, 70 years of superman stories that have to be made canon somehow and what you get is a disjointed mess i mean if he wanted to literally you know have all these callbacks and all these things be canon it needed to be like a 30 issue run or something like that you know it needed to run a lot longer well well, i guess i guess here's my uh take on it is that i don't actually really have a problem with any of the plot hooks on their face, right? Like if we were sitting right. in a writer's room and each of these different arcs, you know, you, you threw up on a board. I don't think there's any of them that I would have immediately dismissed, but I also wouldn't have looked at them and said, yeah, let's put them all in this movie. Maybe two or three of them can work, but right. that's really what, what made it feel so disjointed to me. So you know, I, I, guess, that- I guess on its face, I feel like the comic might have worked okay because each issue would have been dedicated to a separate plot hook yeah uh, i mean yeah that, that's a you've basically got the problem down is each of the different you know, plot hooks that we saw was an issue or two and it kind of made sense in that context but then when you actually cram it together in a story you don't have a three-act nar- narrative anymore you've got a, <laughs> a one <side> show <laughs> yeah it's 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 like you know okay so we played a lot of final fantasy 14 um and it's it's like that, you know, it's just one quest going into the next one, one after another, after another, after another. And there's only kind of that loose overarching connection of what's happening sometimes. Uh, and that's kind of the problem with the movie. So let's talk a little bit about the movie. Right. Um, at, at which point, like, yeah. well, granted, you, you've recently rewatched it, right? Or was this the first yeah. time you've watched no, it? No, no, I, I, I watched it. Um, I watched it when it came out and I watched it. Uh, I rewatched it. And when you brought it up and I was like, Oh, was that the one I'm thinking of? Is it that bad? Okay. No, it was that bad. So, so you, you were kind of going into it a little bit different. Cause, uh, me and my girlfriend had actually bought off of Amazon, the 30 movie collection of DC uh, animated stuff. Oh, what a great collection. Right. That is. And we got it for a oh, hundred so bucks good. too. It was amazing. Wow. You yeah. got it for dirt cheap. Yes, we did. So we've, so, been, yeah. we've been watching through, you know, from the beginning, going through each of them and, you know, and you got some, some great ones in there. You know, you have the one where like, Lex Luthor comes from the other Earth because he needs help with the syndicate. Oh, which so good. It's probably actually one of my favorite ones. Um, yeah, uh, just, just so many great movies leading up to it. And so then we pop in All-Star Superman and it doesn't immediately hit you like it's not it's not when you're when you're when you're watching like batman versus superman or something you're just like oh my god why yeah also superman is pretty good for about 10 minutes yeah well you know when when he because because it starts off with with some scientists who are going to uh check out the sun or whatever they're just you know okay sure sure and you know lex Luthor somehow remotely inhabits this guy turns him into a monster he starts killing people by the way even at this point that's fine no it's not fine it's all you've already gotten to a point that isn't fine (laughs) did you catch on to the fact that he's having to predict what's going to happen like like a minute in advance because of how long the brain the signal takes to get out to that far 
out in space. Okay, uh, but we don't actually learn that until I think after Superman's actually rescued them, though. But you're right. No, no, no. The the, the first thing that made me kind of facepalm yeah. was when Superman uses his ecto web to yeah. to, no, to you gotta keep going. <laughs> <laughs> to basically tow them back to Earth, he, he has yeah. some ectoplasmic web that shoots out of him and wraps around. Like, he, he's Superman. We've seen him lift submarines out of the water. He could have yeah. just pushed it back to Earth. But no, getting as close to the sun as he is, he now has new powers that have emerged, which includes an ectoplasmic web. So when that happened, yeah. I face palmed a little bit, but I'm just like... Uh, whatever. Okay, sure. Okay, yes, we'll let that go. go. If, it's, if it's the worst thing I see today, then who cares, right? Oh, it wasn't. <laughs> and there's the problem, is that is literally the high point of this movie. So, uh, we find out that Superman uh, has been given a lethal dose of, uh, of radiation from the sun. Um, he's basically supercharged himself but it's going to kill him eventually. So his powers are out of control in this movie. Uh, and I don't, I don't even want to say out of control, like as in he can't control them. He can. He's like, people complain all the time about Superman being too powerful. He's way too powerful in this movie. Like he's, he's Superman on steroids in this movie, but it will kill him. So, so, so at, at what point for you was it too much? Like, at what point were you like, all right, this thing's irredeemable? It's just, a, it's just a, it's just a train wreck. It is just the uh, hottest of messes. Uh, well, basically, when I saw written by Alan Moore, I guess <laughs> it's probably where I was like, I don't know about that. Uh, no, let's see. Um, oh no. <laughs> Um, uh, probably, um, I, you know, I hung in there until Lois Lane went to the Fortress of Solitude. I think that's about as far as I was able to stomach. Really? Uh, I mean, that, that's not like anything new, though. I mean, she's been to the it's Fortress It's what before. happens at the Fortress of Solitude, though. Fair. Like, fair. Because uh, it's, yeah. it's the same thing for me. It was in the Fortress of Solitude. And yeah. the part that really got me kind of like on, not on edge, but thinking like, really? Is when she starts getting all like, oh my god, this is crazy, what's going on? Is he, is he replaced? Like, she's going insane for no reason, and you're just like, well, what prompted this? Before and- we even get into that, can we talk about the key that he keeps under the doormat? <laughs> and and here's what's infuriating about it, is I, like, I jokingly... It's a good plan! I jokingly make fun of Alan Moore, but I can't even be mad at him. He's not making this up. These are actual Superman stories. Like this, like like the the key made out of 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 uh, neutron, neutron star, star, star matter. Yeah, that is actually things that were written in the past. He's just borrowing it. He's he's de- he's determined to take everything from Superman and make it canon, which also means you have to take the stupid stuff. How is that uh, stupid? Okay, why doesn't it just go through the Earth? It weighs a neutron star. The Earth can't support that. It, the Earth can't, but the Fortress of Solitude can. But that's on the Earth. <laughs> anyway, so <laughs> he picks up his key made out of a neutron star and opens the Fortress of Solitude and gets in uh, and takes Lois in. He's got a uh, a ship in there. He's got he's got the giant penny that pissed me off. <laughs> I legitimately pissed me off. He's got the giant penny from the Bat Cave. I don't know why he has that. My my head cannon is uh is that him and Batman have like this this ongoing joke where they try and like st- 
steal something from each other, like something just really small and asinine, right? So that that way yeah. the person doesn't notice it until like later on. And yeah. yeah, Superman went and stole the giant penny. My my only thinking is there's an episode of Justice League where. Uh, both uh, Wonder Woman and Batman are going to the Fortress of Solitude for Superman's birthday. And uh, they're talking about what they got him. And uh, Bruce is like, he's a hard guy to shop for. And he holds up a uh, an envelope and she's like, you didn't get him a gift card. No. Cash. <laughs> and, and my theory is that he gave him the giant penny as a birthday present one year because he was like, it's the only thing he doesn't have. He that's, doesn't have a giant penny. I'm sure of it. That's fair. But I, I, I do remember making an offhanded comment when Lois is just walking around because Superman just has like this giant menagerie of like animals in yes. the fortress. I'm like, is that a thing? Is that for real? This, I mean, sure. I mean, Alan Moore kept almost everything that's weird about Superman. The only thing we didn't get to see was his super ventriloquism, which is an actual power that he has. Uh, he does, he's, he's an amazing ventriloquist. You know, uh, we didn't I get bet, to see that power. I, 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 I bet he used that power at the uh, the gala in uh, in Atlantis. You're, you're right. But, we'll get to that. So, uh, right, so, so specifically, the the part for me that was like. Like I gave up all hope. Like, like we right. can't take this serious anymore. Right. Nothing after this will surprise me. Was when she tries to shoot him with the kryptonite gun. Oh, I'm supercharged, yeah. so I'm immune. And he explains, oh, you know, one of the robots left open some thing that's probably made you hallucinate. And then right. he's just so, like, come, I'd like to show you something. Like, so Lois, some one sec. Lois looks in uh, basically he's being taken around the fort she's being taken around the fortress of solitude being shown around and there's a door that's partially ajar that she peeks in and she sees robots making like a a, a suit like a like a woman tailoring suit. a suit yeah right and she and superman like quickly like closes the door he's like that's the one room you're not allowed to go into you can go anywhere else you like but you're not allowed to go into that room and lois starts having like these paranoid delusions that he's creating a lois and superman robot to replace both of them and she goes insane and, and tries she, to kill him yeah and she grabs the kryptonite gun and shoots superman who laughs it off it's like ha, 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 ha. oh lois i can't be affected by kryptonite anymore i'm super superman i'm super duper man it's so stupid uh, so we find out that uh, whatever the robots were working on, it gave off this hallucinogenic that started making her crazy. And by the way, this is a plot line that, while stupid, could have carried a half hour. Mm-hmm. It carried like four minutes. And then he took her to see the Sun Eater in the Cosmic Forge. Now, this whole scene lasted maybe 30 seconds. He walks in, says, this is my my Sun Eater that I found out in the galaxy somewhere. It's a big tentacle mass of darkness. It's and, a monster uh, that eats stars. That, that eats stars. And so he walks over to an anvil, picks up a hammer, and goes, don't worry, I feed it using the Cosmic Forge. He slams yeah. the hammer down, and a small galaxy or like universe is born with little star clusters and plants and stuff in it. And he tosses it down into the pit and then they walk away. I feel like we're making stuff up and we're not. We're not. <laughs> that, that was the point where I'm just like, that's it. The, the cosmic forge. He just makes universes. So, out. What? Do you remember what? the part what? in infinity war where Thor went and got his new hammer made and it was incredible. It's like that, but stupid. Oh my gosh. So yeah, uh, the Cosmic Forge, again, from Superman's past, uh, makes an appearance in this, uh, where Superman does create stars, which he feeds to his Star Eater monster. 
that's the thing that happens. And then we find out what Superman was actually working on. He, no, his robots, by the way, he's got 13 robots that run the Fortress of Solitude. That's an unlucky, would. unlucky number there. It's it's true. Um, you know, as, as you would, you would have robots that run your Fortress of Solitude. Uh, what, they're, what he's actually making is a super serum that he's going to give to Lois for her birthday so she can be have all the powers of Superman for a day. Now, again, what pisses me off is How the idea... How irresponsible this is, first of all. First of all, it is. But that idea of Lois Lane, a, a regular human being given Superman's powers for 24 hours, is a movie by itself. That is an entire Fair. movie. And not a bad one. It's, it's like, again, it's irresponsible. That's the moral of that movie. But again, it's handled in like six minutes. Like... That could be the movie. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, so then so, they, they go on their 24-hour super date, which yeah. randomly includes two time travelers from the future who seem to be Superman in their own right, coming out of nowhere and, and, and trying to win Lois's affection through feats of strength against Superman. Yeah, it's, uh, it's Atlas and... Um, Samson? Samson. Atlas and Samson. Um, uh, they come from the future to win Lois's heart because, and this is true, they know from history that Superman's about to die and Lois is about to be on the rebound. That's why. No, that and that because like Lois, or Super, no. Superman is literally like, um, we're on a date, and they're like, yeah, but you're about to kick the bucket, so you know we got to be here to to catch her on the rebound. Basically, is what they say. They yeah, and, say. I, and I don't think that she knows at this point that Superman's dying. By the way, he keeps that no. a secret the entire movie, just about. Yeah. So only they know, uh, and they decide they're going to have a contest of strength to decide who gets Lois's heart. But wait, Joe, they're going to be late for the. The, the, the gala in Atlantis if they mess around with these guys. They have to go. We don't have time for this. Right. So there's a gala happening in Atlantis also uh, that they have to make it to. Uh, Only Superman's just like, hey, we should go to this gala. And Lois is like, hey, it's my birthday and I want to watch guys fight over me. And I'm like, this story had to come out of like the 50s. There's no way this was at any time period but the 50s that this story happened. But so... To humor Lois, they have a feat of strength, and of course Superman wins, and they go to the gala, which, by the way, is the only thing I actually wanted to see in this movie, was the gala in Atlantis. I want to see what a party's like in Atlantis. That could be really cool, actually. Anyway, cut to the next scene where they're leaving the gala. Talking about what a great party oh, it was. This this genuinely upset me that there was no payoff because the entire Samson Atlas was all about him being like, we have to make this gala. We don't have time for this. We can't miss the gala. Oh my God. It's going to be the, it's the party of the century. We can't miss it. And sure enough, anyway, as viewers, we as the audience miss it. Yeah, yeah. Great. God. So that happens and you think like wow wow they've gone over a lot of plot points we got to be through a lot of the movie we are like 30 minutes in mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like then the kryptonians show up that's next right i didn't miss anything uh, yeah, I, I actually don't know exactly what comes next but yes we can talk about the kryptonians after the kryptonians i want to talk about uh probably lex luther's biggest blunder in all of history during the prison yeah. escape well, let's talk about the prison's biggest blunder in history, but we'll get to that. You're right. So, okay, the Kryptonians show up, and at 30 minutes in, the Kryptonians arrive. Now, when I read the book, 
I thought to myself, oh, okay, here's our villains for the story. Kryptonian, someone who can go toe-to-toe with Superman. Okay, awesome. When I, re- when I watched the movie for the first time, I had forgotten. I went, oh, yeah, 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 the Kryptonians, they're the bad guys. And when I watched the movie again, I thought, oh, yeah, 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 duh, the Kryptonians, yeah, 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 they're the bad guys of this story. No, they're not. They're the only ones in the whole universe who make sense to be his villains for this, and they're not. Their plot is that they are also from Krypton and they followed Superman here. They went back to Krypton, saw it was destroyed, and then followed Superman to Earth. And And now they want to turn Earth into the new Krypton. Yes, and they're going to be the gods who rule over the Earth. It's basically the new gods and the bugs, but they want to be the new gods of Earth, effectively, is what happens. They follow Superman to Earth, and they they fight him, and they, you know, it's a good, it's it's an okay fight, even though Superman's, like, bald strong right now. Um, Which they still actually win. They still beat him up. Yeah. Whether, I I assume he was just letting them win, as Superman tends to do. (laughs) Um, So, they beat him up, but then they start getting really sick, and it's because when they follow uh, Superman here, they had to pass by the ruins of Krypton, and it infected them, and they're dying. So Superman being the, uh, you know, stellar guy that he is puts them in stasis in the uh, phantom zone till he can think of a cure. And they're like, even though we hate you and we wanted to kill you, thank you for putting us into your space prison until you can fix us. Yeah, it's worth remembering that that's where he puts all of his biggest villains. Like the phantom zone is where his nemeses went. Like, it's prison. It's awful. But yes, he sends them into the Phantom Zone until he can figure out a cure for them. By the way, that never pays off. He doesn't find them no, in the no. movie. They're, they're, they're still there. And, and he eventually dies. So, yeah. So, prison you know. break time. Okay. All right. So this, this, oh, God. So, Lex Luthor seems entirely too content to be in prison. Mm-hmm. Uh, he is. Um, so, uh, Lex is about to be executed. Oh, oh, no, 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 no. You're skipping over the better part. There's actually two prison arcs. Remember, first... There's a better part of the Lexecution? There is. Before the Lexecution happens, remember that Clark Kent goes to the prison to interview him. Oh, you've blocked this out, haven't you? You've blocked this oh, out. Oh, God, I had forgotten about this part. <laughs> so, oh, right. Kent goes to visit Lex Luthor in prison so mm-hmm. that uh, Lex can basically give him, like, his sort of magnus opus, you know, his interview you before he's 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 put to death yeah the story um, of the century that's right story of the century and and first of all lex is giving every amenity that there is within this supermax prison and yeah. you know he's walking around talking with clark letting clark know that he's the only one that he's ever truly respected in any way and as they're walking uh, it's through so heavy-handed too he's it like really he's is like, in in and see like I, literally he might as well have been like i hate superman but i love you clark you're great like i, I actually basically what happened i thought that it was all like sarcasm and irony because he knew because going through this whole this whole scene how can you not know especially when you are genius level intellect like lex but at some point they walk by this uh uh, is that a particular is that a specific villain that we saw was it just some random parasite yeah they go by parasite so parasite can see that every like everyone's energy that they're giving off and clark kent being super duper charged superman is glowing like a sun yeah and he gets really excited gets really excited breaks out starts killing people as he absorbs their essence uh uh, both guards and convicts alike and so they start basically running you know to escape and whatnot and through this whole chase sequence whether there's gas or superman using his speed he's basically trying to defend and save lex and 
and some of the guards. None of the prisoners, though. They can all go to hell. Right. He's trying to protect Lex and the guards using his Superman powers without actually using his Superman powers. Like, he'll be like, wow, Lex, look out. Man, that was lucky. Or he'll, like, trip over something. Uh, it's, yeah, he's basically... And, and, and of course, yeah, Lex is not catching on. I mean, as is, you know, the mythos of Superman. How does no one ever recognize... Well, well the, the, the whole time, Lex is just like, oh, this buffoon. Oh, you're so clumsy. Oh, how are you still alive? By the way, but we I did respect miss, you. We did miss an important part of this movie. Okay. Um... Clark Kent revealing that he is Superman to Lois Lane, which is one of the first things he does when he finds out that he is uh, right. dying. And she doesn't believe him. Like, she flat out says, shut up, Smallville. No, you're not. <laughs> and, the, and, it's, and it's like, he's like, oh, but all those times where you thought it was me, you were so close. I had to I had to go to the ridiculous lengths to, to prove that it wasn't me. I had to have uh, Batman dress up as me one time. I had to use, use my robots. Like, he's like explaining all the ways like that he had like gotten out of like it being him. And yeah, she like flat out doesn't believe me. You're like, lady, for the love of God. It's, it's, it's really, you happen to work at the Daily Planet with a guy who has a wristwatch that talks to Superman because he's his best pal. Well, and forget the fact that since, since all this is going on, she doesn't see Clark at any point. Like, she's just like, right. no, he's off somewhere doing something, I'm sure. <laughs> oh, Clark. Yeah. So at the end yeah. of the, the, the little prison arc, basically Lex Luthor walks Clark down to a secret chamber in the prison where his... Uh, niece is waiting niece, with yeah. an escape boat in an underground cavern to ferry Clark away to safety. His niece, not Talia Al Ghul. Why? <laughs> it's not Talia Al Ghul. Why would you say that? Like it's yeah. yeah. So Clark gets uh, ferried to safety and is like, "Wait, Lex, aren't you going to come with me?" And he's like, "No, I'm good here. You know, in the prison with Parasite going on a rampage. Whatever." Who I guess we assume they recapture because they never show it so yeah. uh go ahead uh, uh tell them about now the the lexicution all right my favorite part of the oh, movie wait hold on does does the sentient sun being happen before or after the lexicution i think it's before isn't it i think the sentient sun being is at the end uh after lex has gotten out isn't it no, I think it happens at the same time. I think uh, one leads into the other. So the sentient sun being would be next. Okay, all right. So uh, there's so, this sentient. I, I know that, that, that that's actually a an actual real villain, but I can't think of what his name is yeah, off the top of the my guy head. Who, the guy who infects stars. I yeah. Don't so basically, he for some reason he's a, he's like a supercomputer slash son that has decided to team up with Lex for some reason. Right. What could Lex possibly give him? He's a super villain supercomputer villain who isn't Brainiac. He's not Brainiac. Mm -hmm. He's totally different than Brainiac. Stop comparing him to Brainiac. Yep. He's so not nearly as cool. He shows up and turns the sun into a red sun so that Superman can't get power from it despite already being super duper duper man. Right. They fight. Some stuff blows up when they're in space. Superman gets yeah. the bright idea that, hey, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and use my sun eater here because you're a sun. And yep. it's at this point that Superman is also being aided by his 13 robots that you mentioned. 
Yes. Oh, that's what it is. Because one of them, uh, um, number seven, had betrayed uh, had betrayed Superman to Lex, who had gotten right. into his uh, Fortress of Solitude and gotten the more on that in a second. Yeah, got the ingredients for the super serum. So um, he's going to help him, and he tells basically all the other robots to go back. But Seven's like, "No, I have to prove myself. I let you down," and kills basically sacrifices himself, kills himself. One of Superman's yeah. best robot friends. This is where Superman throws the Sun Eater at him and the sun thing kills the sun eater as well yeah by the way that goes absolutely nowhere the sun eater does not succeed in killing the sun thing it just dies yep would have actually been a great i think end to that would have made sense the sun eater would have served a purpose but instead he kills it and superman is really upset about someone dying and it's not number seven <laughs> yeah, he, he gets really he mad about the Sun Eater dying. He literally exclaims out, "You killed him!" And then he proceeds to yeah. punch the sentient sun being to death. He yep. she, he straight up kills it. Yep, crashes into Metropolis, doesn't it? If I yep. recall, it does. Yep. And then he sure does punches it to death. And for whatever reason, also doing that fixes the sun. Oh yeah, of course. They don't really explain that anyway. While that's all going on, we find out that number seven did, in fact, betray uh, Superman and steal some stuff out of the Fortress of Solitude for Lex. Um, basically, Lex is like, you know, the Fortress of Solitude isn't, secure, isn't as secure as you think it is. And everyone's like, well, it kind of is, actually, but I, I guess. So uh, Lex is getting ready to be uh, executed. Um, and he is uh, given his final meal uh, as a request. And uh he asks he gets his glass and he drinks it and they put the it's an electric chair right yeah they electrocute him it is the electric chair yeah Yeah, and they they you see the execution they they electrocute him and it's a little messed up and it doesn't affect him because he's become a superman because his final request was for, I guess, some prison guy to mix together all these ingredients in the very specific order. He stole the Superman formula out of the Fortress of Solitude, and I guess the prison actually mixed it together for him properly and gave him the Superman formula, and that was his final meal. And so he becomes a Superman for 24 and breaks hours. out of prison. And fight Superman. Oh, 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 hold on. Yeah. Don't forget the part where he, he first goes back to his niece. And I even I forget what this helmet does, but it has a big phallic shape on top of it. What does that thing control? Do you remember? Oh, my God. No, I don't remember. What was it? You forgot I, about the penis helmet, though, didn't you? I, I did forget about the penis helmet, as I want to do. I don't um, remember what it does. I'm just going to Google really quick Lex Luthor penis helmet and see what I get. Oh, no. Lex, all right, Lex Luthor uh, here, All-Star Superman. Oh, you, know, you, know, you know what we should have done is, is for this episode, we should have came up with a bunch of fake arcs and people in the chat could have tried to pick out what was real. Which was the real arc. And it turns out they're all real. Yeah. <laughs> All right, here we go. Uh, By the way, this has uh, Lex Luthor's powers as genius level intellect and peak human condition. Yep, yep. Great. Those are his powers. He he is the peak human. Jesus. Uh, Oh, my God. Officer Superman film. There we go. All right, let's see. What was... Was there... (laughs) 
robots maybe that it that it controlled um oh god we didn't even mention when superman solves uh the ultra sphinx's uh impossible riddle yeah about that um so yeah that that that, uh, going back that feat of strength we talked about actually he solves the the ultra sphinx's riddle because the ultra sphinx shows up and asks him what happens when the irresistible force meets the immovable object and with his new superpowered intellect, he's like, they surrender. And this thing's like, cool, works for me. <laughs> and then he leaves. All right. Oh, my God. I, I got to tell you something. I'm reading through this real quick and just like seeing like little bits and pieces as we go. And it's re-infuriating me all over again. Oh, his secret ally was named Solaris, by the way. Oh, that's what it was. The the, the super sun guy. Yeah. Um. Okay. Uh... Oh my god. <laughs> oh, jeez. Alright, where does Luther break out though? It's near the end. This this would be one of the la- one of the last arcs. To continue his plans. Superman finishes his will. Superman finishes his will? Oh my god, I forgot he makes a will. Well he's dying. Why would you not? You gotta yeah. get the penny back to Batman after all. Yeah, we gotta get it back to who it belongs to. Um, all right. Even this doesn't say what it was that that stupid helmet did. It says, uh, we see Clark fire, uh, the gravity gun at Luthor. We see that. So yeah, uh, Clark uses a gravity gun and shoots Lex Luthor with it to get him down on the ground. And then, uh, Lex Luthor in the end, this is how Lex Luthor is beaten. He, with his also super powered intellect, um, well, because remember, Basically. when 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 the powers from the serum starts to wear off because Lois had a similar experience, you right. suddenly start to see the world differently. You see, like, the the different energies and ultraviolets and blah, 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 lingo, mumbo, jumbo. And basically, you see how the world is interconnected and how we're all really the same. And it's so beautiful. Yeah. So that's what happens to Lex as his powers start to fade. By the way, Lex had his powers for like three minutes, it feels like. Well, the, uh, uh, he, they explained this. The gravity gun didn't just ground him so he can't fly because of the way that, that gravity works like uh, in a black hole, for example, it makes time dilation happen. So his powers basically ran out a lot quicker because of the way gravity was affecting him. That's science, Joe. I'm so angry. I I watched this movie like a week and a half ago. How have I already blocked out so much of this idiocy? Right. That's right. The gravity gun sped up time around him effectively to make a day pass faster for him. So anyway, his powers start wearing off and he is gifted with seeing how all things are interconnected and uh, I guess he's a good guy now, kind of. And he also at that point gets the knowledge needed to save Superman but Superman doesn't want him to or something. And so Superman dies. And with Lex's help as his final gift to humanity, they are able to clone Superman using one of Lois's embryos. That way there is still a Superman because we see him in the future when Samson and uh, Atlas talk about it. So Superman does still live on. Yeah. And that's All-Star Superman, guys. So uh, that was the brainchild of Alan Moore, who worships the snake deity. (laughs) The best thing I can say about Alan Moore, other than he wrote good good Batman stories. 
So, um, speaking of, uh, you said there's also an all-star Batman movie as well. Um, I don't know if there's a movie on it, but there is a book series that started with a DC Rebirth. I don't know if there's been one in the past. There, pro- Oh, there actually there has been. I know. A- Ooh, I'm going to take all that back. Yes, there was a book series and there was an old all-star Batman movie as well, which is where the very famous I'm the goddamn Batman comes from. That's where that line comes from. That's uh, that story. Nice. Um, there is a current. I don't know if it's still running. It, it was with Rebirth uh, in 2016 uh, of all-star Batman, which was actually not awful. Um, it's like uh Batman finds like there might be someone across the country who can uh, fix Harvey Dent. Like he can cure two face basically. Uh, and so he, uh, but all the, uh, all of Gotham's like criminals don't want that because two face knows things about all of them. And if he goes back to being the district attorney, they're all fucked. So all of the villains start trying to kill two face uh, and Batman's trying to protect him. Like it's not terrible actually. All right. Well, yeah, uh, that was look. I'll, even even after hearing us talk about it, you, you guys need to watch it. For you yourself, do. Honestly, I mean, it's 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 awful, but it's if you feel like, especially if you've got DC streaming service already or something like that, why give it a you? watch? I mean, hey, I didn't have to pay to watch All Star <laughs> Superman. I guess. Well, I guess I did have to pay for it. I paid for yeah. it on a monthly basis. Yeah, you but do. um, yeah, but uh, yeah, it's 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 worth watching for the insanity of it. It's crazy. Like, like you think we're like, you're going to go into it. And at least part of me is like, they made some of this up and we didn't. It's this. No. Yep. Every single bit. In fact, what I'd like, if you guys do actually go and watch it, whether you get the DC streaming service or yeah. rent it on Amazon or something like that, whatever it is that you decide to do, uh, Tweet at us, uh, either at uh, uh, Joe here at Escalia, me at Rebelanda CP, or rate at yeah. Checkpoint XP. Uh, what your favorite, or depending on how you look at it, least favorite part of the movie is, because it's uh, it's a trip. Because there's a lot a to trip. pick from. Mm-hmm. A lot happens, and yeah, like <laughs> like I, having the context of Alan Moore was attempting to make everything that's ever happened to Superman canon, like. I don't want to excuse that pile of garbage, but like from, for what he was trying to do, I admittedly, I'm not sure you could have done it a whole lot better. Like it was like from the, from the onset, I don't think it was possible to make that story good. So I, I guess like, you know, a for effort, but he he just, he just leaned into it. Yeah. It's, it's tough. It's, it's, it's not good. Mm -hmm. It's really bad. But, hey, what are you going to do? Yep, yep. So, uh, that's going to be it for us, guys. Uh, before Joe sends us out, I do want to uh, mention that we are in the works right now of getting ourselves uh, the intro and outro music that is finally seeing some movement. So, very, very soon here, uh, we're going to have uh, off to work overtime to uh, get us uh, get our backlog up. But very soon, we are going to have these up on all of our podcast platforms and available for you guys to download and hopefully uh, for more people to check out and listen to. Yep. Alrighty, guys. So that's going to do it for the show today. Make sure you check out our entire lineup of uh, Checkpoint podcast. We've got uh, uh, Checkpoint 76, our Fallout 76 podcast, Low Team Damage for Overwatch. Uh, I'm pretty sure that Loathe at First Sight is going to be returning in the fairly near future here. I know there's also a uh, all-female podcast in the works. Uh, no details yet on that, but eh, it's just what I'm hearing. Uh, and you can also, of course, check out Checkpoint XP daily. That's Monday through Friday. Make 
sure you tune in right here at twitch.tv slash checkpoint xp you can follow us on social media that's checkpoint xp on facebook and twitter and checkpoint underscore xp on instagram so until next time will the temperature get over zero degrees will they will robbie and joe get through a list of the worst superheroes of all time next week hint hint tune in next time same twitch channel same twitch time Country.com, your online home for all things country music. There are lots of country music couples we love to watch. They sing about their love and bring it to life in the music they share with fans. Text COUPLES to 45911 to learn more about five couples we think were and are country music magic. Text COUPLES to 45911 to get a link to the list sent right to your phone from BackstageCountry.com.